Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Season 3, episode 29. It is Wednesday night, April 27th, 2022 at 7.34 Eastern Standard Time. My name is Mark. And my name is Kevin. And you are listening to the... Excuse me! I'm speaking... What's going on, everyone? It's always great to have you back. It's always good to be back. Uh, thanks for being here with us. Uh, Kevin, you got any updates? I know I can see an update literally on your face. Are you going to give us this update? Go. So, guys, um, what Mark's talk- talking about is this huge smile I have on my face. Oh, no, that's not at all. I'm- it's it's a huge smile I have on my face. Um, I had some fantastic news to share with you guys. What's going on in my life, and that the um, you know I, I've taken on a great new responsibility. It's a day to day thing, and like it comes with privileges. And that I have myself a mustache, and with great mustache comes great mustache responsibility. I guess so, and. Uh... I was hoping you were going to get to the mustache because Kevin, he looks like if you can't, you can't see him obviously on the podcast, but he, he looks like a 1970s, like NFL offensive lineman. Like he's got this huge, like, like firefighter mustache. And I'm just like, what do you, when I saw him just like before, I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, I got a mustache. I'm a mustache guy now. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Okay. I don't have a, a much of an update my life has been pretty dull. I mean, uh, season five came out of a uh, better call Saul. <laughs> I, I totally whipped through that. It was amazing. <laughs> if you haven't seen Better Call Saul, you need to watch the whole thing. There's now five seasons on Netflix. And we're going to be talking about Netflix later. And Kevin, speaking of that, why don't you run us down what we're talking about in this show? Because this is a this is a big show we got here. Guys, again, welcome to the Excuse Me, I'm Speaking podcast. We got a fantastic show. Mark, my co-host, was saying, let's break it down. We got, of course, what's happening with Twitter. What's happening with Elon Musk's Twitter? And what's happening with Elon Musk? It's it's a great way to start off the show. Yeah, well, you got to start up a show with a guy like that, yeah. Absolutely. Of course, we have your COVID, COVID update. This week, we're skipping Biden Russian Russia updates. We have your climate change update. We have your strange news. And of course, we have um, the millionaire game. The sports headline, the strain of the day, and of course, the movie trailer of the day. So, of course, as always, from the top, Mark? Elon Musk purchases Twitter for $44 billion in a complete takeover, taking social media private and going into the hands and and I for, for you and me, Kevin, uh, we think that this is great. Uh, we, we, we love it. But uh, the left is getting so, so angry. Like they can't, they're like, they're like, this is going to be like a cesspool or this is going to be, you know what I mean? Like all these trolls are going to be able to say whatever they want. And this is going to damage Twitter. And it's like, I can't believe there's an entire political side, like an entire political side dedicated to hating free speech. I just don't get it. I mean, you, like, you're not allowed to incite violence, and everyone knows that. As long as you're not inciting violence and you're not being overly rude, you right. should be able to say whatever you want to say on social media. You know, well, and I, I, I think Elon Musk, he kind of nails it as well. He was quoted saying something along the lines of um, it by removing some of several of the policies or something like that. He goes, it helps promote discussion, which promotes ideas. 
and he goes by us by us not allowing that um I, something along the lines of that but he's like but that not, not allowing that he goes then what is our first amendment yeah so, no it's exactly if, you, if you're not allowed to share your ideas that like that's exactly right like like twitter really thought they were hot shit and they're like we're gonna ban the president i still can't believe they had the balls to do that they did i don't like, i don't even think instagram banned twitter like you know what i mean like you know like tiktok is from china i don't even think they banned twitter but but or banned trump i mean but but twitter did and that's just such a ballsy move and i wonder i know that trump has his own uh uh app now for like it's called truth or whatever i think it's it's really taken off in the states i don't think it's available yet in canada but i i wonder kevin is is Donald Trump coming back to Twitter? Like I can't imagine a world where he doesn't come back, and not just yeah. him, but basically everyone who is banned. Like imagine everyone who is banned in Twitter now, just boom, it's going to be it, like, is it? It is that what's going to happen? Is he going to reset? Okay, is he going to say if you were like, is he going to grandfather it in to be like, okay, now that I'm in charge of the company today, we're not going to be banning people for for any of these reasons anymore? Or is right. he going to say no? That like back in the past, we banned these people for these reasons. That's unacceptable to me. We're going to let them back in. Oof, that's a loaded one on me, Mark. Um, first off, Donald Trump, back to that point, he will come back to the Twitterverse. And I guarantee you, just like the meme says, um, your fa- it, his first tweet will say, your favorite president is back. <laughs> and that's going to ignite a, like a huge storm. All the liberals are like, oh no, this graphic on my... Uh, screen that I am voluntarily holding in front of myself and viewing and have complete control of not even looking at it, that is going to anger me and I can't control myself. And the whole thing is like, I still don't understand why. I mean, why? I mean, Kevin, it's the left really seems like they're crashing. Like I've been hearing for years, I've been hearing guys like, like, like conservative guys on Facebook being like, this is it. This is the end of the left. And this is the end. And it's, you know what I mean? It's just over and over and over again. And I'm like, no, no, the left just won the presidency. They're not, they're not done. They are in control of everything. But right. now that like we're, we're watching everything happen, like this is a big blow to the left, a really big blow. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's, I think it's, fa- it, it's fantastic because the left has such a, a stranglehold on everything and all the information that, that you get to that, you know what I mean? Uh, that you hear and they go i heard these news pundits be like elon musk shouldn't be able to buy twitter because twitter has has the power to uh uh, change elections and i'm like but these fucking other twitter people are allowed to have that power like you're okay with these people like and like who are actually doing that you know what i mean or actually uh uh banning people who even just say things on the right you know what i mean oh i'm sorry uh but even people who just say that, like like things on the right, they're like, no, you're gonna get banned or you get attacked. It's gonna be fun now. And uh, when when Elon finally takes over, uh, uh, Kevin and I, we think we we're not 100 percent sure, but we think uh, we're we, the, that this podcast is gonna join Twitter. We're gonna have an excuse me, right? I'm speaking Twitter account. You'll be able to follow us on Twitter. And uh, it's going to be hilarious. I hope, and we'll see. Hopefully, after a year, we don't have like nine followers, but we'll see. And, uh, you know, you, you know what we should do, Mark, is we should set up uh, my Twitter and your Twitter, and we should only comment and like each other. And then by doing so, we'll have like the ultimate conversation that we can do dialogue with and explain to many of our viewers. And um, this would be really exciting. I'm super excited for it. 
the the unbelievable thing kind of away from the left is that there's global news this is canada guys like apparently elon musk is a threat like if you were to look in just google search right now and just say elon musk and then just say like twitter enter search you would think that it comes in terms of you know optimism and like time for change time to see how the tech giants are now being purchased by like possibly our versions our human versions of uh tesla the guy literally is sending people to the mars and he and he's created these unbelievably unbelievable new engineering feats and pushed the electrical vehicle to show just how dominant it is and like why wouldn't you and so it's it's such an interesting uh and he's building this home project you, people never hear about he's he's our version our century's true inventor and and he's a threat oh I, well i mean be, like people like that like 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 a renaissance man like elon musk like from back in the day i mean some of the people thought that they were a threat too but it's just wild how the the left just just lost a little bit of a stranglehold and they just they're all like attacking it now it's it's almost like these people who have been living off Twitter for years now are now trying to convince you not to use Twitter anymore. You know what I mean? Because you shouldn't use Twitter anymore because it's not owned by Silicon Valley. And it's like, what? Like, why would Silicon Valley, like, why, why would it be okay for Silicon Valley to own Twitter, but not Elon Musk? So at the same time, it's totally fine for, for Jeff Bezos to own the Washington Post. So, so just imagine that though, people being like, same thing. Like if Donald Trump gets elected, I move into Canada. Donald Trump gets elected, I move to Canada. And you know, like some of the best comedians have said, notice how they never say they're moving to Mexico. You know, it's, it's the same thing. It's like, I'm going to quit Twitter. Okay. And go where <laughs> that's the problem. Right. Yeah, are you you're going to have to download like, well, I mean, I don't have Twitter. I don't think you need Twitter in your life, but if you're a journalist or a celebrity, right then you absolutely need it. You know what I mean? It's vital to your, to your whole career. And it's just going to be, brand. it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see, to, to see what happens. Like, and it, it'll be fun to see if at one point the, uh, uh, the, 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 like the uh, establishment media finally just gives up and they're like, okay, Elon is pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like, well, and I, and I hope he does. And, but right now there's, and I don't think the backlash is going to end. They're going to turn him into the next, uh, you know, evil, you know, like Mr. Evil uh, from that movie. Um, Dr. Evil from Austin Powers. Thank you. There we go. Yeah. And so, and that that's the thing though, because like not only is Elon Musk incredibly, um, you know, wealthy and, and, and like I said, like just a very knowledgeable, powerful person. This guy then goes and proceeds on his actual Twitter account at Elon Musk. And this is a quote. It goes, in case you need to lose a boner fast, end quote and it's an image of bill gates beside the pregnant male emoji and they look basically identical in, in the sense of how they're holding their posture and where their hands are and, and the body that, and the face and the glasses like it's basically like the emoji basically is bill gates with a belly and then elon musk is just like it's just like thinking that this is hilarious that it is the so many people hate absolutely i don't totally know why they hate bill gates but the people who hate him like they really hate him like, do you know what I mean? He's either well, like, a guy that, like, I don't think anyone loves Bill Gates. It's, he's either a guy that you completely ignore and barely know who he is, or you hate his guts. Well, he, he comes off, you know, as a philanthropist. 
But the reality is, is that I believe he's done very good for those countries. But from what I've looked into is those countries he's entered. Absolutely. He's been able to donate billions of dollars. That's without question. But the amount of billions of dollars that he's received back due to allowing to get his product across the world globally is unbelievable. At the same time, it's like, ah, is that really, is that someone just doing business? And then the other thing is you look at them, nobody can relate to them. It's like, what are you? You know, like, I, I just don't get these nerds. They're like, yeah, I'm going to wear the same, like, exact t-shirt and color and Zach's pants and, you know, just be a well, toy. I heard why they do that. I heard why they do that. And it, you, it, I think it's really stupid. What's up? You, you, you know why they do that? Like, all of them do that. Like, Mark Zuckerberg. No, why, why do they do that? They do that because uh, uh, their entire day is making decisions that's all they do and so they wear the same clothes every day so that they don't have to ever make that decision so they don't have to concentrate ever on what they wear or, or their clothes they're always just thinking about big decisions oh that's true i i can relate to that man that's why i bought a wardrobe hey um but the the joke here is guys is that like um elon musk he's he's being perceived as this threat we're going to continue to report on because we know it's going to evolve <laughs> Musk is a very dangerous man. Um, not what he's done is he's been able to use the greatest flex in human history and be like, Hey, I want to buy some of your, you know, some of the pro. And they're like, Okay, how much 10 billion? Right? That's how much everyone made. I know. Imagine being yeah, able I'm gonna to buy, buy the rest. Imagine being able to buy anything you see, Kevin. It's a flex. What's mm-hmm. 44 billion to him? He's worth a trillion. I know it's funny because because he he offered to buy it for forty three billion and then it got sold for forty four and you know the like the team on the other side of the table is like will will you go forty five and he's like I'll go forty four and they're like <laughs> done. done just like pawn stars an extra billion yeah no it's exactly a negotiation that's what that's that's what you, they're all like that as it should be uh, just like when you and I take bets, and we always negotiate the bets. It's never just a solid, you know, there's terms, there's terms. <laughs> Guys, the other thing, um, uh, we'll continue to pay attention to that, but we always give a couple updates, right? Um, and we're going to bring you some fantastic stories. <clears throat> the COVID-19 update, there's always news going on with this because it seems to kind of start fading away, but it's lingering. Big news with Netflix. They lost 62% of its market uh, stock since the start of 2022 that's just in the past four months due to li- due to lifting COVID-19 restrictions and simultaneously raising monthly subscriptions and limited shareability between devices so the reason they're saying is that the stock has has gone from 750 dollars share all the way down now to 250 bucks and, and it's because they decided, I don't get it. They decided to raise their prices the same time all the restrictions went away. And then they're like, we, we will only limit to sharing it to two or three devices, not like several. Or as long as you use the same email, anyone can have it. And, um, and dude, it's just like people are like, all right, never mind. Click, <laughs> you know, whatever. Don't want to watch it. Huge news. It's just showing the, the COVID effect, right? Because remember, the part of, this part of the story is talking about what's changed, Mark. And like toilet paper is all the rage. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and now it's like the times have changed where you got to start looking at what's going on with the, our social lives, Netflix. Uh, people are starting to say, I don't want to do my job anymore. I'll try something different, completely different. 
you know, people have gone through big significant changes and we're gonna continue to see these COVID updates. It's interesting how the world's changing, shifting. Pay attention to what's going on, guys. I think something big's coming. And of course, Mark, we got a great headline. Love you, Rita. It's from Science and Tech, and this is your climate change update. Twitter bans climate change skeptic ads as part of an effort to combat misinformation and, this is a real word, denialism, and should not be monetized on Twitter. Now, I can kind of see that, Kevin. Like, I don't think someone who is a member of Twitter who wants to talk about climate change should like be banned at all they should be allowed to share their ideas but when it comes to ads i think ads fall in a different category how do you feel um well i just i think again earlier to our discussion um talking about having a platform is having other opinions and being able to like post them i mean the the i think the hypocrisy that a lot of people see and that saying hey man anything that's skeptical or like is considered not not you know legitimized by society not by fact, just by society, it, it, it's considered, you know, demonetized. So in many cases, they just be, you know, completely, the algorithm would get rid of them or they just, you know, remove them and banned. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the hypocrisy is that, is that not the other way around? Like, hasn't, you know, haven't we seen time and time again, one of my favorites, because I totally bought into it, was the, um, the Al Gore inconvenient truth. He said, he said, man, he said it. It was like 2003 or 2004, something like that. No, he, was, he, said, he, said, he said 2012, I think. No, no, he said it in 2004. And he goes, oh, by he, the, talk, he was talking about 2012. Yeah. So by the year 2012, he goes, he goes, New York City will be 100 feet under the water. This is what the earth will like if we don't do anything about it. Well, you know what happened between 2004 and 2012? Nothing. He he built a twenty-seven thousand square foot house. That's what he did, guys. Oh, he so, owns, oh he owns multiple huge properties all over. He flies private jets. <laughs> he, like, he flew he flew a private jet to that to that like the uh, uh state stadium wherever wherever he was giving that speech. He 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 took a private jet to that speech. Like that's how you know, that's how you know the guy's full of shit. But uh, I guess you, flying flying private's one of those things, right? Like once you. Once you start flying private, like, can you go back to coach? You know what I mean? Like, really? Well, you know what? I, I have. And you know what? It's really hard because you're like, wow, I forgot how shitty it is. Like, all of a sudden you think you're, like, better. But it lasts moments because then you realize, ah, who cares? Um, the reality is, is that, uh, like I said, there's a lot of hypocrisy, guys. Um, I just think you're going to see a little bit more of the discussion about what should or shouldn't be said. I think it's going to create a cultural revolution. Look out for riots. Okay. So I'm pretty sure the left will go nutsos about that one and, and be like, no, don't post things that are offensive. Well, we're not talking about posting here though. Right? This was an ad. Like, like what even is a climate skeptic ad? Like, what are you selling? It's not a product. It's you know what they're selling? Selling the, ideas. Yeah. In the year 2029, an asteroid's going to hit it. That's not, oh, come on. It's Apophis, bro. Apoph. What is? What even is Apophis? So Apophis was, which was given the name back when it was first observed and discovered because they, the Apophis, which is the Egyptian god of death, right? Why would they name it? That's the official name. Okay. Unbelievable. But anyways, what is, like what is if they're nerds and they're history nerds? That's why they name things like that. But what does Uncle Kev know, right? Come on. 
Come on, really? Come on. Come so, guys, on. speaking of nerds, okay, Mark, huge news, and I'm sure you guys have heard about it. It is we just went from hypocrisy. Now we're gonna go to epic fail. Like, I'm pretty sure that uh, one of one of the guys I watch on YouTube. He does the uh, he does the Aussie man, and he's like, "Oh, you just went straight to destination." Fact. That guy has to do an episode about CNN Plus. Mark, what happened? I mean, CNN Plus was like a uh, like an online thing where uh, I guess you could watch different shows. I guess it was like, uh, as I understand, it was like a like a Netflix of news, and it was going to be all these CNN shows, and they spent three hundred million on the investment. And uh, and I guess they were doing it in the first place because their ratings are so bad and they're saying to themselves, well, if our ratings are bad, maybe it's not us. Like maybe it's the it's it's the platform. Maybe just cable TV is dying and that's why no one's. So we'll go online and we'll do it this way. Their three hundred million dollar investment, their huge CNN plus platform is dead in less than 30 days of, of, of being in. In 30 days, they got 10,000 subscribers. 10,000. That is Crazy. basically like the family and friends of the people who work at CNN+. Plus. That's, and, nobody got it. And this is another, and this is kind of like the theme almost of the episode. This is another big blow for the left. Like just a huge, massive, super embarrassing blow of just right. no one believes you anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like the the... The, the news can't just be so incredibly biased forever and us not notice forever. You know what I mean? And this is all, and, and we're going to see this in the, in the, in the primary in November of this year, they're going to have the primary vote and we're going to see if the left gets crushed in the primaries because, and, it, and I feel like, I feel like they have to, they have to get crushed in the, another big blow. I don't want to spend too much time on, but I want to talk about Kevin was that, uh, uh, Disney in Florida lost the rights to govern themselves. That's now, right. And now even, and that's another huge blow for the left. Disney like employees are so freaking out that they don't get to govern themselves anymore. And that there's this Republican governor who's going to tell them what's what. And it's just, and the wokeness of Disney has just gone mad, mad crazy. It's a, uh, and I guess it's with their employees. Like, you know what I mean? Like this is what the company like there just are people who feel this way. And when you feel this way, I guess you work for certain, you get hired by certain companies and right. Disney seems to hire a lot of these people and Oh my God, or are they upset? And it's again, just another it's, huge I, I, blow for the left. And yes, and, and I'm going to move on Kevin to another huge blow uh, for the left. This is also embarrassing. Spotify grows 18% and Joe Rogan, gains 2 million subscribers amidst controversy after trying to cancel Joe Rogan and then Spotify standing their ground and backing him. They tried to cancel Spotify and they made the company millions. They're making Joe. Joe is getting more subscribers than he has ever had now. Thank you. Crushing left and Spotify is it's growing by 18% since the controversy. So I know, I mean, that's huge. These are huge numbers for the company, huge numbers for Joe Rogan. And just another example of people not believing this bullshit anymore. Right. Like you can post a million ads uh, slamming Joe Rogan, calling him, saying he takes horse medication. He, he puts pills up his butt or whatever, like whatever he does. You can say anything you want. And at the end of the day, the guy's only going to get stronger. And yeah. this whole cancel culture thing is fucking dead. 
is dead. It's it's now officially dead, Kevin. We've been talking about it being dead for a while, but at this point, it's over. Like Joe Rogan, that guy, you couldn't cancel Joe Rogan. Like, think about that. Joe Rogan is bigger than CNN now. Well, that's the joke. More people believe Joe. Like, 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 think about this, Kevin. CNN Plus got ten thousand subscribers, and during the same time that Joe Rogan gained two million. Like, think about that. Like, those are real numbers. Like, that is messed up. Yeah, and that's it. Just goes, and that's and that's the real truth. And and they they can print article after article. They can do segment after segment. They can try and bury you as much as they can. And at the end of the day, they're 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 powerless now. Yeah, they can't do anything. And they're and that I think this is going to show in the primary, Kevin. I think in November 2022, I think the 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 Republicans are going to destroy them. And I don't see any other way. Like I don't, I don't see any other. Are you telling me that like Americans that voted for Joe Biden are like we should let this guy keep the power that he has, or are they thinking maybe we should take a little, a little bit of power away from this guy because he's fucking senile? And every day there's a new gaffe. You can't even keep up with the gaffes. The gaff. There's so many gaffes. It's like it's only gaffes. It's uh, it's (laughs) only gaffes. It's it's only gaffes. Like I there's. I watched this um, one YouTube channel and like every day they post like maybe three 40 second videos or 50 second videos of Joe Biden doing a gaffe. And then, but what would always happen? I never watched those, but every day the dude at like 10 PM would post like, uh, like the summary of the day. Right. And I'd watch them. They'd always be like, you know, a minute and a half, two minutes long. It's like Jen Psaki and, you know, Nancy Pelosi. Now it's like seven minute long videos. I'm not exaggerating of literally just Joe Biden. I know. And, and, some, and so, so, like, I mean, it's unreal. Kevin, sometimes he's like, and uh, and if you go to the movies on Saturday night, you'll see him blah, 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 blah. And then he'll just move on to something else. And you're like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like there's like, and the world's laughing at him. They're going to get destroyed in the primaries and, and, oh. and a Republican is going to win. But Kevin, I honestly, I'm starting to think that that Donald Trump isn't going to win the election. I don't think Donald Donald Trump is going to be the Republican nominee because he lost his presidency. He has to go back into the debates to debate for the right and win the right to actually be the Republican nominee for president. And I think it's going to come down to him and, 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 and Ron DeSantis and DeSantis just speaks a lot more eloquently a lot more clear. He loves all the exact same things. He's done an amazing job with Florida. I think Ron DeSantis is going to be the next president. I mean, when you listen to him speak, like he just sounds so much better. Like all the uh, many of the things people hated about Trump, you can't say that about DeSantis. Yes, right. He's and he's char- he's uh, he's shiny too. Um, the the thing is, I looked at the polls, and you're absolutely right, man. I think it's like 60-40 in favor of Trump. But you know what? Like DeSantis is going to be around for a while, but like, man, Trump is, he, he could put one more term in and bring back that, you know, that rage and bring, I mean, you know, I mean, Oh my God, he wants to make us great again. Like I mean, they're afraid of that. I think no matter what, like it would come down in the Republican primary, it would come down to Trump and, and to, to DeSantis, whether or not, whichever one of them actually gets in. And you're right. It probably will be Trump because this is his last chance but at the same time, the the uh, Republicans might be like, you know what? We might get more people to vote for us if it's not Trump. 
Right. They, they might actually think that. Like, they might think we might be able to sway a lot of these swing states if, hey, it's not the guy who sends mean tweets. It's the guy who opened up Florida. You know what right. I mean? It's, yeah. It's it's really, truly fascinating. And one, one thing left to close out on that, on that is um, CNN, like, their cable news, they were reporting about CNN Plus, their own, you know, their own ex- expose, I suppose. And um, they reported 150,000 subscribers. And they're like, you know, but after 30 days, it's time to close it down. 150,000 subscribers. But then it was exposed on the internet by um, own CNN employees releasing, like, how that's not true. Is that it was only 10,000 subscribers. And then 140,000 was literally just, like, poof of the air. Editor wrote it in. They read the script on TV. And it goes to show you, it's fake news. Everyone's tuned in, and that's why you guys are tuned into us. And excuse me, I'm speaking. I mean, whether or not you like Trump or not, he planted that seed in your head. That that is oh. news. Now you might not have believed him when he said that, but he planted that seed in your head. And if you've been paying attention to the Biden administration, you know, you know, you know, you know what this is messed up. It's only recently that the media is like, you know what? I'm not sure Joe Biden is smart enough to uh, do this, and I'm and like, it just. The, the liberal media is like nine months behind conservative news. It's so frustrating. Oh, it is. It's so like, because the, the conservative news will be like, well, the, the, this is true and this came out. And then they'll scream Nazi. They'll scream Russian agent. They'll scream racist. They'll, they'll walk away from press conferences. They'll, they'll, they'll attack, verbally attack journalists who, who ask the questions. They'll and, then scream. Like, and then like eight months later, everyone's like, oh, yeah, that was totally true. <laughs> and it just keeps happening over and over. Like I mean, like that. Like even like, I mean, the the Hunter Biden laptop is is the perfect example. I mean, to give everyone a clear understanding of this, Alex Jones on Infowars told you that that was fake and bullshit. Or sorry, that the 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 laptop was absolutely real, and that all these things on it. And uh, he said the entire story. And then everyone freaked out. Like Tucker Carlson said it was real and everyone freaked out. And then it turns out, yeah, you know what? They were right the whole time. And it's just, it's, 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 it's mind boggling. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, no, no, I, I think it's fantastic uh, because it, it really, it really puts people back in, you know, their, their headspace, I suppose. Joe Biden. Good luck. We'll give updates again next, next week. Um, Man, I made some really good chicken tonight, and I really have to eat. Okay, so we have an incredible part of our new show. Sorry, not our new show, of our show edition. We've been doing it for like probably 10 or 15 episodes now. It's definitely a banger. We got the best part to give you. It's the strange headlines. Um, First one, Mark, from Insider News. Johnny Depp blames Amber Heard for poop in their bed after a fight after he broke up with her on her 30th birthday. There you go. So she so, shit the bed. He broke up with her and then she went into the bed and shit on the bed. He probably wiped her ass with the sheets too. <laughs> yes. So the craziest shit, um, pardon my language, the, the craziest thing is happening. And um, and I'm viewing it because I, I, uh, I have YouTube. And I was going through my YouTube the other day. I'm like, Johnny Depp's in court. And I'm like, for what? And I literally was like, who's Amber Heard? Never heard of her before. And I'm like, what's this about? And it was about defamation. And I'm like, okay, I'll click on it. Because it was like clickbait. 
And I, dude, I could not leave my eyes from watching it. It was the best eight minute, 30 second video I've seen in like a, a while is the, um, is, is watching Johnny Depp completely just sit there and almost like act his way through, but in like his normal self and listen to the incredible obscene conversations that are being held. Like the lawyer will be like, literally the lawyer the lawyer is on on tape where where he asks uh johnny depp a question and then the lawyer himself objects his own question and the judge goes uh you're the one who answered the question he goes oh sorry about that it's unbelievable like it's it's so hard to watch because it's cringe but yeah i haven't seen any of that i only saw one clip of the trial and it was i thought it was really funny it was and it was supposed to be funny the clip it was uh it was uh, someone on someone was on the stand, and they're talking, and uh, but you can't see them. All you see is Johnny Depp with his head down, like in court, and the camera's focused on him. And it goes. Uh, Amber said that she uh, quote felt uncomfortable when uh, when Johnny would have his friends over because it would be just a bunch of old men with guitars. Right. And and then Johnny actually starts chuckling to himself a little bit, like he gives a smile on. Because you right. know what's going on in his house, like you know, like he's he's in a he's in a band, he's in a I forget what band it is, but he's in a band with like superstars, and right. uh, the guy could play. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm like. I'm like that is just funny. Like that's you know, that's what I imagine Johnny Johnny Depp's friends being like and just hanging out with. And I I find I'm it incredibly. And this guy's like, you know what I mean? He's like in his fifties, and all they want to do is play Led Zeppelin. And I feel uncomfortable, and it's like. Well, he shouldn't have married a fifty-year-old fucking rock star. Like, what do you, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, I don't know. So don't she know. poops on his bed, and you know that's, and now they're in court, and that that just goes to show you guys, like, if you're gonna break up, or you know, especially with well, the you know, I mean, shitting in the bed is pretty funny. It's probably a little too far, but it's it's a little funny. So imagine being in court, and they're like, um, so when they defecated on the bed was it in the top of the bed or the bottom of the bed and johnny depp is like his head is down like trying not to laugh and he's like it was the top you know like it's so funny and i'm like i i can't get enough of this i i want to watch more and no, dude, you, gotta, you gotta click off that stuff okay moving on the the next one kevin is from ctv news what's it say rise in teen girls with tick-like behaviors could be linked to TikTok, doctors say. Many psychologists have identified this disorder as played for attention and validation amid lockdown. So okay, I don't know so, what the tick is. Is the tick like, you know what I mean? They're like snapping their fingers or something like that, or like they're jerking their neck around or something. Like, I don't know the t- what, like, what, what is the tick? So the tick is like the new political correct way of talking about Tourette's. So... So people yeah, no, I imagine t- it was Tourette's we're talking about. So do they all have individual Tourette? Like, is that what they're saying? They're getting Tourette's like behavior because of TikTok? They're developing um, tick that sorry uh, Tourette beha- behaviors because it's giving them additional likes and views and and it's it's become very trendy to like you know just act. It's a total act, but they're doing it and they're in but they're influencers now. And it's creating this like um, stigma within the, you know, Tourette community. But I just think it's very interesting. The whole story here is about they're developing this uh, almost something that is, is very serious, but very commonly accepted in at least in the culture in Canada. But like the part is, is that they're doing it 
for attention and validation amid the lockdowns this past couple of years. But now they've done it so much, spending, seeing all the validation where they're playing a character. Like they became the NPC of the NPC. You know, like they, they've allowed it to control their life even further. So it's a very strange story indeed. But man, imagine having a teenage girl, man, who's like, hey, dad, how's it going? Tickety, tick, 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 oop, oop, oop. And the way, and like you watch the videos and it's so cringe, so cringe. Here's another one. This is this is from U.S. News. Food shortage crisis. Nearly 100 fled and or filled Ooh. and processing plants destroyed in fires, accidents, plane crash, or other curious events in recent weeks. FBI says. Okay, dude. So I, like, I'm trying to process this. So nearly, <laughs> nearly, nearly a hundred food processing plants have been have been destroyed in recent weeks. All for these by one by a plane crash, like like it was like nine eleven. They went into like a bread factory, dude. When, like what the fuck? Yeah, you didn't even hear about that, did you? There was okay. No, I didn't so hear anything about that. Is there's been over like nearly a hundred food and processing plants just just in the past like month, basically in April, and these are major major processors. That like do everything that we need, like for anything from like dairy to um, which by the way, Mark, what are you saying? Eight bucks for four oh, liters? It's over seven bucks for a bag of for four liters of whole milk, buddy. Oh god, seven you bucks. know take a shot of what you think it is here in New Brunswick. Oh, it's like 25 bucks. Four hundred and ninety-two dollars. Eight million two hundred fifty three thousand <laughs> oh, okay yeah so we're not each other forever that's but so that's a very strange thing though like you say you think are you tying this to some kind of c- c- conspiracy theory no no the fbi is saying that it's curious like why all of a sudden during there's a food crisis food crisis um and there's a shortage at least in the supply that all of a sudden all these major like cogs in the in in like southern america they all suddenly are being um no natural disasters by the way it's all had to do with like arson or like strange coincidences or like very odd accidents that are happening or being caused and it's all suddenly happening at the same time i don't know man it seems quite odd maybe they're not telling something maybe I the mean, public yeah shouldn't. that does seem really odd but at this point the whole world seems odd like something's up for sure well, and that's why it's in the strange headlines. This okay, Mark, one, this this one is fantastic. It's from Yahoo News. Video shows Mike Tyson pummeling plane passenger after apparent harassment. And yes, this happened. Yes, it is awesome. And yes, you need to see this video. There's this, <laughs> there's this drunk young kid, right? He's like some white kid. He looks like he's probably in his mid-20s or early 20s. And uh, he's sitting behind, he's in first class and he's hammered, right? And he's sitting behind Mike Tyson and he can't, he can't believe it. Like, that's an exciting thing. Even for Mike to be on the plane and you're on the plane, like right. that's pretty cool. Like you were on a plane with Mike Tyson, but this guy is hammered. He just starts harassing Mike Tyson. He just won't go away. And he's just, he's just rude and he's annoying and he's drunk and he just won't stop. And just Mike turned around and just beat the shit out of this guy in the airplane. It was awesome. The guy's got a he's got a shiner on one side of his face, and on the other side of his face, like near his temple and his cheek, he's cut up a little bit. Like Tyson just started throwing, man. Like this guy was in his seat. Tyson like walks over to him. He's in his seat and just boom, 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 boom. 
Now, like, where are you going? Where are you going to go? I know, like, it's weird because we just talked about the uh, the uh, Chris Rock thing and how much we hated that, and like, that's inappropriate and you can't do that. And we like, and that was uh, it was more about jokes and stuff. Like, this is like you can't you can't go up to Mike Tyson and start talking shit to him. Mm. Like, what did you think would happen? You know, no, no. I'm not saying that I support Mike going around beating up people, but he certainly taught that kid a lesson. That kid's well, you, you know, I'm curious. Like, what happened? Did Mike get charged? Or the, did the did that other guy the antagonist? No charges. Yeah, no charges at all. So it was just a classic. Uh, you got taught by Mike Tyson not to to screw around. Well, think about it. Like, okay, like have you seen those like those videos of the guy who brings his own mask on the airplane? And the stewardess is like, we're going to turn this plane around. You don't do it. <laughs> yeah. we're gonna, you're going to be arrested when you get off the thing and blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> I think that same stewardess, Kevin, is going to walk up to Mike Tyson and be like, you can't, sir, can you please stop punching? No, no, you stay the fuck away from Mike Tyson when he starts punching people. Right. <laughs> Believe me, the stewardesses or the air waitresses, whatever they're called now, they don't make enough money. The air waitress, the air waitress, whatever they're called. The the air waitress, (laughs) what is this? A Nike commercial? The uh, come on, they're the air waitresses. You you know that you never heard them. That's a new thing for you. You've never heard air waitress before. They're flight attendants. Oh, that's what they're called. Yeah, gosh, flight attendants, whatever. But yeah, no, I I definitely think that um, uh, there is like earlier to, to the combat, like comparing Will Smith and Chris Rock. Who basically was an antagonist again, and the other guy? It's like, oh, you kind of got what you're asking for, but this time there's Chris no. Rock was telling a joke at the Oscars, right? This guy was, this guy was harassing Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. like, there's there's got to be a difference here. Like we can't look at these as apples to apples. You know what I mean? You have to be like, no, like you can't. You know what I mean? Chris Rock would have said shit to Mike. Chris, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. It'd be like Mike just like gave him like one cockeyed look. He'd be like, "Oh, I'll go back to my seat." <laughs> oh, precisely. Okay, so it's that time of the show, everyone. Where uh, we play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Uh, if you're new to the show, Kevin and I, every episode we uh, we play the the game show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. We do it together. We put our heads together and we go for the million dollars. Uh, there's 15 questions in total. We have three lifelines, but one of them is useless. So really, we only have two lifelines. And uh, here we go. Your host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Kevin. The $100 question. (laughs) What kind of TV show is fictionalized account of a true story? Is it A, soap opera, B, docudrama, C, Looney Tunes cartoon, D infomercial. It's a docudrama. It's B docudrama. It has to be so a TV show fictionalized account of a true story. That's not a soap opera. It's not Not a soap opera. It's not an infomercial. Yeah, it's a docudrama. It's easy. Yeah, docudrama. It makes sense. Hundred bucks. Let's go. Hundred bucks. Here we go. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We didn't get embarrassed. You don't under, you don't even believe the relief we feel. Okay, uh, the $200 question. According to a popular saying, a new plan or idea is commonly called a, quote, horse of a different, what, 
Is it A, size, B, cowboy, C, color, or D, breed? We've have, seen this one before. I, Kevin, it's have, color. I have never been ripped on for getting a question more wrong than this one. <laughs> more people are like, dude, it's a horse of a different color. What's wrong with you? And I'm like, you know that? I'm like, what is wrong? Okay. We know it's a horse of a different color because we got embarrassed before. Right. No, we're not getting embarrassed again. So see, no. final answer. Of course, we're right. Of course, we're, it was really you that was right, the listener, not us. hey Or Okay, the $300 question. According to the title of a 1984 Stevie Wonder song, quote, I just called to say, end quote, what? Is it A, what's up? Is it B, I love you? Is it C, it's over? Or is it D, hello? Yeah, we've had this one before, too. Uh, it's B, I love you. So uh, I, just I just called call to say I love to say you. I love you. Bum, 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 bum. Of course we're right. I just well, those were softball. That was a softball. We knew that one. Okay, the $500 question. Bum, bum, bum. What movie's theme song includes the lyrics, quote, I ain't afraid of no ghost, end quote. Is it A, Poltergeist? Is it B, The Sixth Sense? Is it C, Ghostbusters? Or is it D, the romantic movie of Ghost. Um, yeah, Ghost was a weird one to put in there. With the, oh, I guess not with like, that's a romantic story yeah, about like yeah. losing your husband. And... Well, it's obviously I ain't afraid of no ghost. That that song is from Ghostbusters. I ain't afraid of no ghost. Oh yeah, Ghostbusters, oh, man. Okay, so it's to see Ghostbusters. Final answer. It was an easy one. Another softball. Here we go. Hey-o. Of course we're right. Of course we're right. Uh, with three lifelines left, the fifth question for $1,000. Bum, bum. According to the lyrics of a 1977 song by Kansas, quote, all we are is dust in the what? Is it A, field, B, desert, C, wind, or D, sky? <laughs> I feel like it's got to be wind, right? All we are is dust in the dust. wind. All we are is dust in the wind. And I close my eyes. Never heard that song in your life. You have no idea what you're singing. Oh, uh, yeah. Kansas? Come on. It's dust in the wind. Okay. We're going to see final answer. Dust 100%. 100%. Here we go. That's what he says. I believe him. And of course, we're right. Of course, we're right. Hey, yo. Ladies and gentlemen, this $2,000 question. Bum, bum. Who succeeded Bob Costa as the host of the late night talk show later in 1994? Was it A, Greg Kinner, B, Sinbad, C, Keenan Ivory, Lions, or D, Chevy Chase? I, think, I have no idea. I think we've had this one before, and it was the Greg Kinner because it was the only one we had, because we didn't choose Greg uh, Kinner because he was the only one we didn't know. Let's do it. You know what? I do recall that as well, Mark. Yeah. Great memory. Great memory recall. Okay. Well, um, we're we're doing it. A final answer. Come on. Come on, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Come on. on. Yes. Oh, yeah. There it is. With three lifelines left, the seventh question out of 15 for $4,000. Boom, boom. 
Which of the following phrases appears in the title of the 1985 Stephen King movie about werewolves? Is it A, Sweet Misery, B, Silver Bullet, C, Gold Hammer, or D, Wooden Stake? Oh, it has to be Silver Bullet. Yeah, it has to be Silver Bullet. Like, Sweet, like, uh, Misery, like, was a totally different movie. It wasn't about werewolves. It has to be. It's not Wooden Stake or Golden Hammer. Okay, like Wooden Stake's Vampire, Gold Hammer's Thor. I don't know. I don't know. It, we're appeared in Stephen King. Okay, movie. we're doing it. B silver Final bullet. That's the because what do you kill a werewolf with? That's exactly. silver bullet. Exactly. Yeah. That's Everyone knows that. Okay, God. we're doing it. Ten, ten seconds left. B final answer. Silver bullets in the house. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yes. 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 With all three lifelines left, the eighth question for eight thousand dollars. Bum 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 bum. Where in the human body is the quote solar plexus? Is it a, the eyes, B, the feet, C, the abdomen, sorry, the abdomen, or the abdomen. The abdomen. Thank you. And D, the hands. That's an easy one. It is C, the abdomen. Yeah, if you could pronounce it, it would be easy. But it's C, final answer, <laughs> the abdomen. Abdomen. Here we go. That's abdomen, for sure. And, you know, the the uh, the feet of the, the shot. Of course we're right. Of course we're right. Heyo. The $16,000 question. Dun, dun. The 1980 memoir, quote, The Death and Life of Dilf Pran, quote, was later adapted into what movie? Was it A, Midnight Express, B, The Killing Fields, C, A Passage to India, or D, Beyond Ragoon? No idea. You know what? This is definitely an audience question because okay. it's a movie. We're using our lifeline. Ask the audience. Yeah, we're asking an audience. Our number one lifeline here. The life. Okay, they're they're okay. They're super confident that it's B, the Killing Fields. I never would have got picked that one. Never would have picked it. Never would have picked it. So we're, we're going, going with B. it. Going B. Final answer. Come on. Come on. And of course, we're right. No. The audience. The audience doesn't fuck us. The audience can with two lifelines left. The tenth question out of fifteen, thirty-two thousand dollars. Bum, bum. In the 2000 movie, quote, scary movie, the killer dons a mask closely resembling one used in what horror movie? Is it A, Scream, B, Friday the 13th, C, The Exorcist, or D, Halloween? <laughs> Do you know, it's Kevin? A Scream. Yeah, it's A, Scream. It's an easy one. A, Scream, final answer. Right, that was a fantastic oh. movie, though. Ladies and gentlemen, the eleventh uh, question. I got to scroll up here. Oh my god, the sixty-four thousand dollar question. Done, done. Which of these literacy characters is not an eponymous hero? Is it A. David Copperfield, B. Jane Eyre, C. Holden Caulfield, or D. Harry Potter? Kevin, okay. I, don't even, I don't even understand the question. Hero. What's an eponymous hero? Eponymous hero. What is eponymous? Like a hippo eponymous? I don't know. I, I drop rhymes all on us. Oh, we gotta use our 50-50. Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. We don't oh, we got God. 20 seconds. We got 20 Either seconds. Either Holden Caulfield or James. Okay, let's call a friend. I don't want to risk it, man. Oh, let's my go. God. Okay. Oh, come on, we don't know. Uh the they don't know the answer. They don't oh, know. Classic. We have no lifeline. 10 seconds. C or B. C or B. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah, let's go with Jane. Let's go with Jane. Jane, you want to go, Jane? No, let's go. Jane, yeah, let's Jane, do Jane. Final yep. Here we go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. go. Let's Come, go. On. Come on. And that was holding card. No! Oh. oh. We were getting so close. The $64,000 question. That was the 11th question out of 15, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. We didn't win, but we dare you to get that far. And if you want to play the game uh, uh, yourself, just go into your Google space bar, type in uh, play who wants to be a millionaire. I think the website is uh, uh, WBM.com. Who wants to be a millionaire? I think, yeah, I think it's WBM.com and you can, you can play the game and I, I dare you to get farther than us. I double dog dare you. Let's go. So it's that time of the show. We bring you the gentlemen, your sports headline of the episode, and your host of sports headline, Kevin. Man. Do I need better backup music? Okay, welcome to Sports Headlines. Guys, we're going to talk about two major events happening, of course, near Mark in Toronto. And of course, Mark, you are not downtown in Toronto. We all know that. You're in uptown Toronto. What's going on in, up in, in Mississauga? <laughs> so everyone knows now I'm not in wherever Kevin says. Uh, so I'm clearly not there. But yeah, the Leafs right now, uh, this is an all-time team record of points. Uh, they're number one in the power play. They're the they're third, I think, overall in the league, and they're going to be uh, they're going to face the two-time defending champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I also believe that they just today uh, secured home ice advantage. That's right. And you know what? Incredible season. I've had a lot of fun watching them. Last night, uh, Austin Matthews became the first Toronto Maple Leaf to ever score 60 goals. And I believe more than 100. No, no. Yeah, no. Some, some sort of pace, 50 goals in 50 games. And that was the first in like 20, 25 years. So it's incredible what's going on with the Leafs. And the, the whole thing, conversation here is they are going to face the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's locked. It's happening, guys. And, of course, the Leafs. The Leafs, of course. If it's not Boston in the first round. You have to beat the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions, who, of course, are coming in heavy favorites in Las Vegas. Yeah, but it's exciting though. Like I'm not, I've never been a Leafs fan, but uh, it is exciting that they're, they're that they are really good. Kevin tried to make a bet with me that they'd win the Stanley Cup or something like that, and I was like, I don't want anything to do with that because he knows uh, he's going to lose. But at the same time, going on in the area, the Toronto Raptors are not tonight. Kevin, you wrote tonight, but Game Six is tomorrow. Uh, so there will be no live update of the game because it, it's taking place tomorrow. Okay. Uh, if, right. if the Raptors win tomorrow night, uh, they're forcing a game seven in Philadelphia against a very tough team. And I think I haven't been watching the playoffs at all, Kevin, or like sports other than UFC, but I think tomorrow night I'm going to sit down and watch game six right. uh, to see if they can force a game seven. And if they win, obviously I'll watch game seven. I'll watch that one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think it, I think it's going to be a historic moment because um, unbelievably, when the Raps were down three nothing deficit uh, from Philly losing in the series, um, if they win tomorrow night, they'll become the sixth team in NBA history to force a game seven. No more unbelievably, 
No, if they, if they win too. game, if they win game seven, they become the first team in NBA history to come back down 3-0. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah, because they're not the first, they're not the sixth team to force a game seven, obviously. They're the they're the sixth team to, to go three and oh and then win. Well, they've only won two in a row, and uh and now they gotta win uh tomorrow night in Toronto. And uh, but yeah, so that's an exciting thing, you know what I mean? Uh I, I I love the Raptors. I dedicated, I think, like I think uh, like two or three seasons in a row. I didn't miss a single play. I was watching every game and right. I was loving it. And I'd like to get back to that. I think if there's a team like a that I could do that with, I think I might Blue Jays. Blue Jays, man. Uh, see, the thing with the Blue Jays is that it's 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 too many games, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but you don't watch every game, Mark. I know, but it's no, it's just I'd rather watch basketball than baseball. I think it's just I've been to many Blue Jays games, and when it's packed and the animals show up, it's it is a lot of fun. It is, uh, but I mean, it's always packed at the Raptors game, and the the fans of the Raptors are such. I'm gonna I'm gonna go right out ahead and call it and say that they're better people. They're actually the like the the best fans in Toronto are Raptors fans. I mean, Toronto Toronto Blue Jays fans. Kevin, you know this. Those people should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, Toronto Maple Leaf fans, like, like, and then I'm not talking about the fans. I'm talking about the people who actually show up to the stadium. Right, right. Like the yeah. people from Toronto who go to the stadium. It's all, so it's all Toronto, Wall Street. The, in Toronto, yeah, those people are, or in, in the Blue Jays, those people are animals. Yeah, it's basically Wall Street at the, the Toronto Maple Leafs games. The Toronto FC people and the and the Blue Jays people need to get together and go bowling. Because those people, like they, they sing songs with like the c word in it, where there's like a whole section of the of the fans like chanting, kind right? Of, like, yeah, yeah. They're animals, man. Like those people are crazy. But when you go to a Raptors game, it's just, it's like it's like good. It's like the good, honest, hardworking people. Right. Yes. Games, exactly. Like. And it, and the energy and vibe at NBA games, especially in so Toronto, is fun. unbelievable. So much fun. So much fun because you're the crowd is always going, the music's always pumping. The athleticism and the amazing sport that it is to view um, and see the size of these men that like just go up and just dominate, right? Um, it's pretty fantastic. And and I agree with you, man. Kind of, kind of where you're going with uh, baseball is that um, you see these parks fill up and get energy. But um, the Blue Jays, like, man, even when there's still like 25, 30,000 people there, it still feels empty. And it doesn't have I the know, same. The stadium is so big, right? Right. <laughs> it's just, it's a like baseball stadiums are huge. You know what I mean? They're huge. It's a monster stadium. And yeah, my, my brother went, went to the uh, uh, to the home opener. That would have been a lot of fun because the home opener is always sold out. And this year, do you know, do you know who they played? Uh, no, I don't And that's been your sports headlines. And of course, it's that great time, guys, where we get to bring one of our another parts of our our show is, of course, the strain of the day. Mark, today we're talking about a company called Shred who makes a, a, a flower called Narberry. It's actually it's spelled G-N-A-R berry. And uh, uh, they're selling pre-rolls of this. Uh, 14 pre-rolls at 0.5 grams. So it's 7 grams total uh, in pre-rolled. Uh, 14 joints. And uh, you get it for 42 bucks. And uh, you know what? It's it's uh, the, the, the THC is, isn't that bad. And it tastes pretty good. And 
you know what? It's it, it's not that bad. I don't know if you should run out and get it because uh, the THC isn't really all that high, but it's uh, it's exactly what I need. You know what I mean? It's good for me kind of thing. Perfect. And uh, 42 bucks for, for seven grams. I mean, that's a hell of a deal. Like, like, we're, like we were paying way more than that on the black market. And now I'm getting it rolled for me, like by a professional machine. You know what I mean? And I'm getting it for cheaper. Like, if there's anything that the liberals did, it was like legalizing weed. Like, good, good for you guys. Oh my God! You know what? It's once once you go pre-roll, you never go back. And you're like, you know what? I want to I want to have like a. I love going to a store. And be like, I would like something pineapple, please. And then be like, or I like something like spicier. I like something earthier. Like, or I want to try some good gas or whatever. And I think it's fantastic when you can it's like picking wine it's like what do you want to taste tonight what do you want to get a flavor what kind of buzz you're gonna become that in the day like like yeah it's gonna become that where people like like it's gonna be with your coffee at the end of dinner you know yeah they have like coffee and dessert there's gonna be like coffee dessert and like a pre-roll for you and some hash (laughs) (laughs) and and you know what the 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 best part is, is that like dude like 14 half gram joints 14 for 42 bucks and and like I think that's the thing is like it's it's the pricing, it's going to get um, more and more competitive. Because what I would love to see is like a twenty pack of 0.5 grams, uh, just like the cigarettes, right? Like twenty packs, and um, and sell that for like a good. I think a good price to be like I don't know, fifty bucks. It's two fifty a joint. I think that's super reasonable. Two fifty a joint. Damn. It's there's yeah. it's really it's really cool industry, man. There's so many new gnarly things coming out. Like I read this one um, article or post on LinkedIn, and what this guy had done. And I'm not a I'm not a chemist, so I can't I can't explain the method. But essentially, what he did is he separated um, mechanically uh, some of the cannabinoids and or cannabinoids. And what he ended up doing was um, able to reinfuse. Uh, certain designer cannabinoids and and what he ended up doing is he then brought those two designer ones like say like cbg and and thc just the two of them and then he combined them together but he did it under like a heat press at a certain rate of speed at a certain incline of temperature and pressed a certain high pressure and he came out with like this crazy new type of oil that you smoke like the smallest amount and gives you like incredible effects medically and and beyond others and it's like man this is just the beginning weed is going to be like one of the craziest shit that's ever happened to to medicine and i i keep saying this but i mean heck yeah man it's way better to smoke weed than to drink when you get home after work man and uh that that's the story and it's a healthy thing i'm not saying don't drink i'm just saying if if you have to i was gonna say you know it's way better after work like six beers and a nice joint. That's nice. <laughs> well, on a Friday for sure. I totally oh, you, get Hey that. man, you worked hard all day. You deserve it. It's fine. Right, right. I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, guys, we got the uh, movie trailer today. Uh, Mark, you selected this one. I thought it was super wicked, man. I thought it was like, whoa. It definitely reminded me of the 80s when I was born. And of course, Mark, you're already well in college at that point. You were around 20 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, yeah, uh, yeah, the movie... So the movie is called Metal Lords. It's a Netflix movie, and it's a it's a good story about what what teenager what teenagers are supposed to be doing in school, and that is start a heavy metal band and become as badass as you possibly can. Now they're kind of like nerdy guys, 
and uh, I think they're getting picked on at school. And like when, like, yeah, you, like you start a met, you heavy metal band, you go on stage and you kick everyone's ass that way. You know what I mean? It's and so it seems like a fun story. Like there's like a love connection there, where I don't know, there's some BS going on. Like they got to fill the movie up with something. But it looks like a fun movie, just about <laughs> high school. It's, it looks like a fun movie about high school kids starting a metal, a heavy metal band. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, I think you should check out the trailer. I'm going to give it uh, 3.5 stars. Nice. Good review. I I think as well, um, you know, it's like the Teenage Misfits, uh, two, two uh, I guess, um, antagonists, is Hunter and Kevin. Um, and their path is to is to glory is clear. They're going to devote themselves to metal. They're going to win battle the bands, and they're going to be worshipped like gods. Yeah, that's the synopsis. They're, they're those kids. Like, they're, like, they're the kids who are going to... Like they're like the battle of the bands is coming up. We gotta, right. we gotta kick their ass. We gotta win this. Like, oh, high school is fun. And 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 yeah. the really cool thing about the, the the show being kind of like the early, I'd say early to mid eighties, is that it's the nostalgia. There's all the big hair, the flashy, like you know, zebra. Or sorry, like the tiger neon print, and you know, it's I so eighties. I didn't think the movie took place in the eighties. I think it takes place in modern day. But maybe it does take place in the 80s. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. You, you know what, Mark? Not only are you wrong, but you're always wrong. You're always wrong. Oh, no, and that's no. why I'm giving this movie. I definitely think it's worth looking for, guys. Um, I mean, this is no God of Thunder, but this is certainly, uh, I'd give it a three out of five. I think you meant Love and Thunder, but yeah, three out of five. Yeah, so we, we matched up good. And I think that's a fair uh, assessment of the... That's a fair one. I mean, it's on Netflix, right? So I don't have to go anywhere to watch it. I don't have to pay anything. I'll just click a button and I'll watch Metal Lords. Hey yo, hi yo. Uh, time for a little unwind. This is the 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 part of the. This is the end of the show, really, where Kevin and I say any kind of last thoughts that are on our mind or anything that we want to pass off on to you guys. Jesus, uh, last, last thoughts. Oh, uh, you know, I, I definitely think um, always always appreciate it, guys. Strange headlines again, like that. That's a lot of fun, but Jesus, it's kind of like that's actually happening. Um, I really appreciate it. My mustache appreciates it. And, um, you know, I'm really going to make sure to uh, continue to keep bringing these fantastic episodes with my amazing co-host, Mark. And, of course, Mark, do you have any updates, last words? I know, just like uh, like I said, I think on the day that the deal actually goes through and Elon Musk takes over uh, Twitter, I think uh, the podcast is going to join Twitter on that day because it'll be in a, in, a, in, a, in a historic day. And so look for us in the future when that happens. Uh, the Excuse Me, I'm Speaking podcast uh twitter account uh we don't know what it's called yet because we haven't made it and uh it won't be made until the, the the day of so we'll keep you informed awesome thanks for listening to the excuse me i'm speaking podcast, podcast. Bum, 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 bum.